Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAD, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. Wait, I'm not in Lexington. I'm still in Orlando, recording in the Camping World Stadium. The Citrus Bowl has concluded. You probably hear some of the breaking down going on around me. Uh, they are, like, it's kind of weird right now. I'm looking at the field. And there's like this Zamboni-type deal that's going over the logo of the Citrus Bowl that's taking it down, kind of wiping it away from the turf, so that's kind of interesting. Um, obviously, we got to talk about Kentucky's win over Penn State in this Citrus Bowl. Kyle Tucker is not in Orlando with me, so I'll be doing this solo. But um, the plan is at the end I'll probably share uh, an interview with C.J. Conrad or Cash Daniel, or both, depending on how much time we need left in this uh, podcast after I slow down my ramblings, but there is just a ton, a ton to talk to, talk about. Um, this edition of the show is brought to you by La Rosa's. We'll tell you a little bit more about La Rosa's in a bit, but let's get into this game. I mean, you know, it was it was a really entertaining game, and I'm not to brag, guys, but if you go back and listen to the podcast before this one, which I honestly um, think you should. Because it was myself and I interviewed John Hale of the Courier-Journal and Tom Leach, of course, of course, the voice of the Wildcats, and asked them what this mean, this win, a win, would mean. And now the win has come to fruition. So if you go back and listen to that kind of in the back of your mind, that's obviously what it would mean going forward for Kentucky. So it's kind of a, an interesting dynamic there. It's obviously the podcast before this one, but it is a good view of what it could mean going forward after Kentucky won this one. I mean... When you when you're watching the game, it was pretty obvious starting out. The Kentucky staff wanted to get Benny Snell going, and no reason that they shouldn't have been doing that for a ton of reasons. Of course, you know Benny Snell was going for the record, which he got, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, but I mean, you, you look at the, the stagnant offense in the first half. It was kind of almost abysmal. A lot of people were being critical of Eddie Grand. I'll probably do a little side ramble on Eddie Grand at some point in a podcast later this week because if you follow Kyle and I along both of us on Twitter we had a little back and forth and while I think the Eddie Grand can get some criticism I think he's obviously getting a little bit too much in some instances um but I mean when you when you're looking at it Kentucky goes three and out or Kentucky causes that was the first big play of the game it was so early you almost forget it Kentucky causes a, a three and out from Penn State they're lining up. It's like a fourth and one, I believe. They do a fake punt, and I'm in all honesty, I think it might have worked. But the ball handler for Penn State fumbles it, fumbles the ball, recovers it, but he's behind the line of scrimmage. So boom, it's Kentucky ball. Then they, they kick the field goal, and that kind of that kind of just that started what was just really a defensive stalemate the whole first half. It was back and forth, back and forth, three and outs, three and outs. I think they got up um, by the time the first third down conversion happened. Uh, which was actually a Benny Snell touchdown. Uh, I think it got into the teens. I want to say it was 15. It might have even been more. But these defenses really came to play today. Um, and so, you know, it, it kept going, and Josh Allen got a, a sack early that was really impressive when you were watching that film. This is his first sack. Uh, he gets to McSorley, but McSorley kind of escapes, and he runs past him. But Josh Allen being Josh Allen, and in all honesty, this is what makes him so special. He's able to stop, come back, 
get the sack on McSorley, and I believe that caused a fourth down. And so Josh Allen was just being Josh Allen early. Uh, so after Kentucky got that stop on fourth down on the fake punt, they kicked a field goal, so it was 3-0. Uh, there was some good punting in this game when you're going back and forth. Uh, the Penn State punter, I believe, had a 71-yarder it ended up being, and then uh, Max Duffy had a 63-yarder of his own. Uh, so some good special teams uh, from the punters. Now, uh, the kicking games were a little bit different. Story, specifically, well, for the Penn State side, Kentucky made their field goals. Um, but then the electric play of the game that kind of started the momentum for Kentucky in the first half, and they end up, Lynn Bowden takes one back to the house, uh, a 58-yard punt return, and it's 10-0 right around the end of the first quarter. Uh, but that Penn State, and this is kind of a three a theme throughout the game, Penn State didn't go away, didn't kind of s- slow down, they punch back, they get a quick score, and it's a seven, it's a 10-7 game really early on in the second quarter. Kentucky's offense was was just it was there was a lot of issues with it today. Uh, you know, early on, specifically in the first half, Terry Wilson missed some throws and the offensive line was not living up to the standards they have they had set. And so they were allowing Penn State to get in the backfield cause disruption, cause a bunch of sacks on Terry Wilson. Some of some, I don't know how everything was scored at the end of the day, um, but you know some were sacks and some of those were designed runs. Um, they might have been scored as sacks because he was tackled behind the line, but either way it's kind of on the offensive line because it was a situation where they didn't have it blocked up uh, properly. Um, and then the really huge thing that was kind of special and Josh Allen, I asked Josh Allen about this in post game um, and if you want to make a case for Josh Allen as MVP of this game, I, I honestly, I, looking at it now, I voted for Benny Snell on my ballot. I wish I would have voted for Josh Allen because that blocked kick. I mean, Kentucky wins. Everybody knows 27 to 24. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a Kentucky fan, so you know the final. But that's, that's the difference in the game, one field goal. And Josh Allen got that blocked field goal uh, at the end of the half and it was it was just crazy. He he said that they had never. I don't. I think he said they hadn't run that play this year because you know you you try to block field goals in different ways. Sometimes you're coming from the edge. Sometimes you're going up the middle. And I believe he said it was Bohanna next to him. And he said that he knew if Bohanna got some push and he could get skinny, he could get through that little crevice that they would force, and he could put his hand up and block the kick. And that's exactly what happened. And so Kentucky. Um, goes into the locker room maintaining that lead. And then when they come out in the second half, they get it rolling. That third quarter was the best they'd played, uh, specifically offensively. I mean, Benny Snell gets it going. He he scores that touchdown. Um, Josh Allen, uh, my favorite, actually, it's crazy to think because he ends up with uh, three sacks and that blocked kick that I talked about. Uh, but my favorite Josh Allen moment from the game today is when he, when TJ Carter got a sack and Carter is celebrating and all of a sudden Josh Allen comes over and TJ Carter's no small man. But Josh Allen came over with kind of such force and such, you know, surprise to Carter that he kind of hit him a little bit and Carter almost went down in the celebration. Um, so that was, that was fun to see. And it was a big, big, day for the other members of the defensive line you know not just Josh Allen had a, had a good day I thought overall um, they they all uh, played really really well um, 
you know, going through it, you know, Kentucky gets up 20 to 7 as they keep their offensive rolling um, in that in that third quarter. Uh, Lynn Bowden uh, got a hit out of bounds late on that that drive where they kicked the field goal, and I think uh, that was kind of a a crazy thing to see because he got pushed and he actually ran into some uh, to a woman on the sideline, and it was kind of a neat moment where he stood there and made sure she was okay and helped her up. And, and checked on her for a bit. I thought a lot of people kind of gained some respect, not that you shouldn't have respect for Lynn Bowden, but kind of showed his character in that moment right there, and that was a, a cool spot to see. So it's 20-7 to 7 at that point in the game, and, you know, as I said, Kentucky's third quarter, it was a little bit up and down, and, and right after the Bowden play, there was some down with the reverse, and then that's when they get to 20-7 to 7 as they have to kick that field goal. All right, we're going to talk more about this this game, obviously, but right now, I do want to tell you guys a little bit about La Rosa's. Listen, La Rosa's is a is a great pizzeria. It's a Cincinnati thing. It's just like Skyline Chili. But the great thing is it's coming to Lexington, and it's coming to Lexington Tune. It's February of this year is when it's scheduled to open. We'll try to get you some more firmer dates on those. But listen, I'm from northern Kentucky, the Cincinnati area. I tell you guys, this is the same deal about Skyline. I, I love this place. And listen, um, the, the family recipes that Buddy Rosa originally uh, put out there. Sometimes they're a little bit different than other things, and some people might not like the pizza necessarily. But that don't that just shouldn't stop you from going there because they're not just a pizza place, man. They got all kinds of menu items. So go out there um, and just when they open, give them a chance. And if you're listening to this somewhere up in northern Kentucky, close to Cincinnati, go to a La Rosa's near you and check out their awesome menu. Closest one up 75 from Lexington is Dry Ridge. That's right um, near my parents' house, so I'm there. Uh, basically every time I go home, more or less. So check them out and keep your eyes op- eyes and ears open for when they open their Lexington location, which will be right across the street, street from Skyline Chili on Richmond Road. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. So I told you guys the, the bad play about the reverse, and it is what it is there, I guess, to a certain extent, and that's where Kyle and I had a little bit of disagreement about Eddie Grant's offense, and that's something that he kind of pointed to and said, oh, I was, I was right about this, but whatever, Kyle, you big goofus. You know what was weird, though, and I'm kind of jumping around because there's a lot of things that are distracting me right now, like Penn State's big Mack truck is, is pulling out, and as I said, that you, might, you still probably can hear it, that weird um, Zamboni-type thing that's taking the logo off the field here. Um, but McSorley was reported to have a broken foot at the beginning of the second half. I failed to mention that. And everybody, I mean, it was multiple, like, um, I was, you know, you're looking at this guy and you're like, okay, McSorley has a broken foot, and then he's out on the next series, and you're like, wait a minute, did, did someone just get me on a tweet? Like, is, is someone punking me? What the heck's going on here? And, you know, you look at it, and it's a verified Twitter account. It's a, a national guy, like, who knows things. And so you're try, we're trying to figure out what happened. And to kind of let you guys know, James Franklin was asked in the postgame press conference what was going on with that. He said, normally we don't talk about those kind of things, uh, but since it was out there, you know, uh, we don't know, basically, is what he said. He, he said that that... Ba- more or less, it was a premature report, and it doesn't sound like they're 100% sure what was happening uh, with the foot. McSorley said that you know it, that he was told by the doctors if it was a pain management thing, and that if he could go, he would be okay uh, to go. But he 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 performed really really well, and then the moment uh, I think of the game, uh, Benny Snell gets it, 
He runs it into the end zone, scores a touchdown, and when he scores that touchdown, this makes the, the, the lead 27-7, to Kentucky leading. And when he does that, he drops to a knee because he just broke the all-time rushing record at UK. So he becomes the all-time leading rusher in the history of the program, gives his team a 20-point win, 20-point lead. It will be a win later, but it won't be a 20-point win. Um in this bowl game kind of puts it almost to a certain extent out of reach when you consider how the defense performed up to that point and while there were some scares down the stretch and Kentucky's offense stalled and Kentucky's defense gave up some points that score was ultimately enough and after he scores the touchdown he drops to his knees and all of his teammates come around there's a fantastic video I believe it's on UK football's account Y'all should go check it out. It is, I mean, he runs right into the camera there, and then you see all his teammates just kind of gather around him. It's really, really cool to watch. It was a really, really great moment. Um, and so, you know, th- at that point, what ends up happening is everybody knows it, it got a little tight late, and I got a group text with some of my friends from college, and they were all freaking out a little bit like, oh, no, I'm worried. Oh, no, I'm worried. And understand why. I mean, we all know the history of Kentucky football, but this team isn't, is, is, is historic, is a historic Kentucky football team and didn't live up to those because even though they had a couple three and outs and they let Penn State score a couple drives, and on all honesty, they let them, I believe that was, they were close to the 10 um, when uh, they kicked the field goal to make it 24 to 27, but they got that stop. The defense stepped up late when they really really needed to and got that final stop and Penn State had to kick the field goal and then you know it, it was kind of a fitting end to this game and a fitting end to Benny Snell Josh Allen's career on a lot of levels because as I just mentioned the the defense comes together makes a stop that was the uh, Penn State Mack truck blowing the horn at some people that were in its way and they get the stop and then so Kentucky gets the ball back and I didn't have written down the exact amount of time on the clock, but Penn State had all their timeouts. Kentucky needed a couple first downs. And what did they do? They went back to what they were known for and are known for when Benny Snell has been here. They ran him, and they picked up that tough first down. They made Penn State use their timeouts, and they were able to run enough time off the clock. By the time they punted, Penn State got the ball with one second to go, and they they ran a play. It ultimately was a fumble. Kentucky recovers game over. Um, But obviously, that last first down that they needed, and and it kind of just, in all honesty, it's it's almost, it's it's storybook-esque, in all honesty, because you have these two guys, these two pillars of the Kentucky football program, and, and we can debate if they're the best in the history, but this team of that were kind of, spearheaded by Josh Allen on the defensive end and Benny Snell on the offensive end. Those two guys were the guys that got the win for Kentucky. Josh Allen having three sacks, uh, a QB hurry and blocking that field goal. Benny Snell, I believe his final was 144 and two touchdowns. Terry Wilson played well in the second half, specifically the third quarter. Lynn Bowden obviously had a big game today as well, taking that kick back uh, for a t- uh, the punt back for a touchdown, um, and having a couple big big receptions. Um, C.J. Conrad had a had a really nice catch. Obviously, uh, everybody saw that, and 
I, I think I'm going to play for you guys in just a bit and wrap up this podcast with the audio uh, from C.J. Conrad um, because it, it was a really kind of a fun interview to have with him. And he got a little bit, in all honesty, he was a little bit emotional. He got a little bit introspective to a certain extent. And uh, at the end, when you hear this interview in a bit, uh, it, the, the third voice you will hear will be um, Cash Daniel at the end. And Cash, Cash has a question for him, and, and it, was a, it was a crazy, crazy kind of cool moment to see because these two guys obviously meant a lot to each other. I'm just running down the stats real quick, and then uh, obviously in the podcast coming up, we're going to talk about this game a little bit more, what it means for the program. Um, I'll, I'll, in, in the next podcast or two, I'll, I'll discuss what um, what Josh Allen had to say in the post game, what Mark Stoops had to say in the post game, what Benny Snell had to say in the post game. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, but Josh Allen just uh, broke down at the end of the podcast, and that it didn't break down, but he stopped the podcast or uh, stopped the press conference and said, I got something to say before we get out of here. And I'll, I'll share with that with you guys on the next uh, podcast what he had to say. But re- just going through the stats real quick, Benny Snell, 26 uh, carries uh, on a hundred for 144 yards, two touchdowns, averaging five and a half. That's pretty fitting, you know. He, he ends his career 26 carries, number 26, 144 yards, two touchdowns uh, in this bowl, bowl game. Uh, Lynn Bowden, obviously Kentucky's leading receiver, has five catches for 84 yards and that punt return. Um, the other guy who had a, a humongous play, uh, Lonnie Johnson, with that interception. Uh, really, really impressive from him. Uh, the the we were talking about the defensive backs and how they were senior laden and what they would do in this game. I thought overall they played they, they played really really well. Um, running through um, some of the defensive guys that played well, obviously Cash Daniel, DeAndre Square had a great game. Um, I mentioned Calvin uh, uh, CJ or TJ Carter's sack. I mean there there were there were a lot of a lot of great performances from a lot of different guys and when you look at the defensive stat sheet overall what's probably most encouraging is there's a lot of young guys near the top so while the defense might take a step back next season they ha- they should be in pretty good hands from what you see from those guys all right um coming up next i'm going to share that interview with cj conrad uh from the post game uh, because I honestly just thought it was fantastic, and he's great. And, you know, if you want to see the video of it, I have it. It's on my timeline. I'm at Curtis Birch, uh, B-U-R-C-H. Um, but before we get to CJ, I do want to tell you guys real quick about Sling TV. I know you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And Sling TV is the best way to watch the game when you're on the go or even at your home. Like I said, you just you, you all have the Amazon Fire Stick. You all have a Roku. You all have anything like that. So you can get Sling TV app on that. Boom, it's on your big screen. It's better than cable. Just as easy. Setup's a breeze, obviously. You know, and it, you don't get all these useless channels. That's the best thing about Sling TV. You can kind of modify what channels you are getting. You don't have to buy it all or nothing. It's not one of those kind of deals. And if you, you can set it up so you only 30 bucks a month, you can get like almost, you can just get a ton of sports channels. ESPN, Pac-12 uh, Network, SEC Network, just and a bunch more. Um, so go to sling dot slingtv.com slash locked on. Get that information. But when you go to that website at that address, slingtv.com slash locked on, you'll get a seven day free trial. Check it out. You got nothing to lose. 
This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. I will never forget my career here at Kentucky. Just an amazing four years. I couldn't have drawn it up any better myself. Um, I knew it was going to be tough when we got here. I mean, I, I, you know, I, uh, I saw I played as a freshman, so I saw what it took. I went to Alabama my sophomore year, and we got our butts kicked. And I saw what they had, and I saw what we had, and I saw that what we need to work on. You know, but the thing was, I wasn't the only one that saw it. All of these guys that are seniors now saw what greatness looks like, and we're like, we need to get there. So. CJ, we know the numbers and it's a team of brothers. I, I, I think that's just the biggest thing is how close this team is. I can say, I mean, I literally just, you know, in the locker room, talking to all these guys that are, you know, going to be all over the place the next couple months, and we're talking about, you know, like hanging out, finding a way to link up. Just like you couldn't say that about teams in the past. What I saw walking off the field, you hugging Coach Marrow. Uh, what did that kind of mean to you in that moment? Amazing. I mean, uh, uh, he, uh, you know, I don't even want to get emotional, but he's meant the world to me. Uh, he's believed in me since day one. Completely honest with me since day one. He never lied to me. Uh, and just, uh, uh, you know, a father figure to me. And I'll forever have that bond with him. Me and him just had that relationship as it grew throughout the last four years, six years, including recruiting. Just we can be honest with each other. If he thought I wasn't doing my part, we had open discussions about it. And if, if I was frustrated, I let him know what I was frustrated about. Just a healthy relationship all around. Just amazing guy. And, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him a lot. Did you did you picture this? You're talking about recruiting when you know Coach Mero came to you the first time. Did you see this happening by the time you came? I mean, you ultimately hope so. Um, we knew the facilities that we we're getting. We knew. The players were getting. I mean, I saw the guys in my 2015 class, and I said, "Man, if we if we can recruit this level when we just went two and ten, or five and seven, or whatever it was, like just wait till we get eight, nine wins." And look, we got ten, and Kentucky football is on the. Josh, I don't know if you got a chance to hear yet, but he. Were you in there when he walked off the stage? Oh, yeah, his last, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can can uh, you make a little pitch for him? Oh, I mean, you right, going no, up again. I was saying that on the sideline, and I said, if, it, if someone doesn't choose him number one, I don't know what they're thinking. That See, guy's an animal. One question. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel that for three years now you've played with your best friend, and now it's all over? Oh, man. Don't make me cry, man. Play <laughs> too much. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Kentucky. Uh, until we talk to you again, be sure to be following along at Locked On UK on Facebook. No, at Locked On UK on Twitter and search Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Uh, first day of the new year, guys. Obviously, uh, thank you all so much uh, for listening and interacting with the show. We're going to start doing it. We got a tweet a couple days ago that I was meaning to read. I hadn't got to yet. Be sure to be interacting. Um, we're going to get better about reading some tweets, so if you have any questions, we're not, we won't do all the traditional mailbags every time necessarily, but if you have a question, tweet it at us. I'll collect them and maybe do a mailbag whenever we can or just answer them on the next podcast as we can. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. And most importantly, guys, please subscribe, rate, five stars, leave a comment, all that helps grow the podcast. And then the best way you can help if you're enjoying this podcast is to share it. Shoot a text, 
um, and just hit the little share button, tweet it on your social, on your Facebook, whatever, or just text somebody or call somebody. Hey, I like this podcast, Locked On Kentucky. All you got to do is search Locked On Kentucky. Whatever podcast player you have, we'll be right there, and we'll be talking to you about the cats. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer.